0: The New Marketing Show is brought to you by Trinity Web Media, trinitywebmedia.com. Trinity Web Media solves business problems with intelligent web development and digital marketing. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The New Marketing Show, the podcast that talks about how intelligent digital marketing and web development solve real business problems. Happy 2020, everyone. We're back with episode 101. And what's going on, Kevin? Not much, Greg. How are you doing today? Fantastic. I am excited to be talking about our topic. I'm excited to be kicking off. You know, I always want I almost want to refer to it as a second season of the new market show since we took a little bit of a holiday hiatus, but it's really not the second season, it's just the second 100 shows.
1: Yep, that's right. Kicking it off strong. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, so let, let's, let's knock this out of the park. Let's kick this off strong. You know, big thing that we've been hearing lately, and uh, so much of our show has always been topical. <clears throat> big thing we've been hearing lately is big box marketing companies breaking into different niches and different types of verticals, overselling, promising the world, not delivering, not quantifying anything. And how that affects their business, or the impact to clients' business, and also some ideas on how to maybe get out of the contracts, or maybe how to help them perform better. So, what do you think of that topic?
1: Wow, interesting. We've uh, we've dealt with this a lot in the uh, you know last eighteen months, I'd say, and you know, it's part of the reason I'm going gray early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> you know, it seems like it all. You know, oh, gosh, it seems like it all starts at a trade show.
1: A trade show or some sort of industry event, something like that? Yeah. Right? It's a trade show or conference. It seems like these big marketing, these
0: big box marketing companies who say that they can do everything. You know, these companies are positioned differently than Trinity because we're experts at WordPress. We're experts at content marketing. We're experts in media. We're not experts in certain things. Mm-hmm. We don't mess with paid advertising unless it pertains to like WordPress retargeting. So, I mean, these guys promise tons and tons of things and the thing that it always comes down to when i look at it is it typically happens like you said at industry events conferences Mm -hmm. trade shows and it also happens within specific niches you know i think that the couple of conversations that we've had with people have all been like around the medical or professional services
1: niche medical and i've also seen it pretty prevalent in the events industry
0: that's true so you know, these marketing companies will come in and promise the world and just flat out underdeliver or not perform. And the, my biggest challenge with all of that is they're not helping the marketing industry because they're not trying to quantify any results
1: at all. No, they're the used car salesman of the, the marketing industry for sure.
0: Yeah. Now, before we get too deep into this, I do want to say, I do know a lot of reputable companies that I, that uh, are either friends of ours or we're affiliated with who do use trade shows and do use conferences as selling their services. But mm-hmm. they're not, typically they're not specific to any niche. And also they're not going to do everything. Right. So typically when somebody says something to me and they say, oh, well we specialize in chiropractors or we specialize in accounting, things like that, that usually raises the red flag for me because that means that they have lots and lots of, companies on their client roster and they're probably using the same strategy for everyone Mm -hmm. nobody's getting a competitive advantage the only ones that are winning are the principals of those firms and my and when it comes to like giving giving reports and getting reports and exchange of information or collaboration or any accountability it seems like that is they're always absent when it comes to that
1: yeah for sure and I mean, unfortunately, with a lot of the clients we've helped in these situations, it's, it's almost like these companies have their claws in them, you know, and it's too yep. late to help.
0: Yeah, a lot of times, you know, in a couple of instances, we've had to wait for contracts to run out. In other instances, you know, there's been litigation <clears throat> that, you know, we, you know, have got sucked into that we kind of steer away from, you know, other than, other than helping the client, you know, make their claims, It just seems like it's unfortunate. And another key component is they're always locked in with like some kind of hard contract that's Mm -hmm. worded so legal and so ambiguous to that to the the normal person and the business owner that they almost get scared or they can't they just can't get out of the contract or they don't know how to get out of the contract. Mm -hmm. So in our experience with some of this stuff, how so if, if you know somebody is locked into one of these contracts, what are the first couple of things that you advise them and you tell them to do?
1: You know, typically we'll review the scope of service. You know, what, what what deliverables have been promised? What have been delivered? What, uh, you know, what analytics are being delivered on a daily basis? How often is somebody calling you to review those analytics and say, hey, you know, this is how we did this month, you know? And to me, the red flag is, I always ask, well, have they ever said it's been a bad month and they're going to change things up? Right. I mean, I hate- The answer's it. always no. Yeah, the answer's always no. <clears throat> things are always
0: improving somehow. Things are always getting yep. better. Things are always on the up. And you know what? I wish that we could say that to all of our clients that, hey, things are on the up and nothing's ever taken a hit. But what happens in the real world with real world data is things always take things do take a hit from time to time. And it's like stock market, right? Some months you're way up, some months you're even some months you take a dip, but when you do take a dip, how do you recover from that? How are you able to bounce back and make something happen you know to you know review refine and repeat and that's always the other thing. Yeah. The one thing that I always say is let's see their scope of services and let's see what actually happened a lot of times mm-hmm. we, I have found and I think that you've found in a lot of our mutual meetings that we've had together is. <clears throat> The scope of service is this grand thing that they sell them on, but then when mm-hmm. you compare it to what
1: actually happened, it falls, it, it tells a different story. Don't you agree? Oh, a hundred, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, <laughs> when when we talk about organic ranking or uh, social media posting or blog posting, you know? The one thing I, th- I wish everybody who, you know, before you enter any marketing contract, see what best, just quickly Google today's best practices because, yep. you know, nine times out of 10, these big box retailers are using a dated uh, strategy.
0: Right. These big box marketers are going out there and selling things. You know, a lot of it's done on fear, a lot of fear tactics, mm-hmm. you know, to keep them in the contract. You know, I th- recently saw one contract worded uh, from a client. Whose, whose site is hosted on WP Engine saying that this provider could not guarantee that they could release a full working operable site. Well, that's just wrong because you know, WP Engine does backups all the time. And you know, I think that it's little tactics like that, that really help keep you stuck. Now, are there reputable big box marketing companies out there who can, who are really effective for clients? I'm sure that there are some out there, mm-hmm. but it seems like the used car lots of marketing companies are bigger and bigger and bigger than the people who actually get results. I mean, I, 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 these, these companies are not agencies. They're built with salespeople. Yeah. You know? And they're built with sales reps who, frankly, are not always on top of their game. They're not immersed in data and they're not immersed in best practices like you, uh, you and I and our team and other reput- you know, reputable marketing agencies that we work with. Mm-hmm are, you know, and it's one of those things where a salesperson will sell, 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 convince, 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 you know, for companies like this. And then all of a sudden, when it comes to delivering, the deliverables tell a big, big story. You know, there's a huge gap there in 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 Mm -hmm. what story is being told.
1: And you know, for anybody out there who might be using, you know, one of one of the companies we're talking about, to me, one of the and one of the uh, red flags that most people don't notice is the turnover on your point of contact. Mm-hmm. Your point of contact turns over, if it's turning over monthly or quarterly, you know, right. you really need to examine who you're working with.
0: Yeah. And also, you know, when you go for answers, you know, if, mm-hmm. does that person have the answer? You know, sometimes they try to inundate you with just this marketing jargon, which means nothing, mm-hmm. you know, after a while. And yeah, what happens is words <clears> and bullshit. Get, well, buzzwords and bullshit and they end up getting caught they end up getting trapped in listening to this they end up getting Mm -hmm. scared or intimidated and it's a bullying Mm -hmm. tactic to keep keep the clients there and listen if you don't want to work with trinity we're not going to bully you into staying it's probably a good fit for us to part ways you know but when it comes Mm -hmm. to these companies it's all about it's it's less about success it's less about goals it's more about revenue. It's more about retention through, you know, being assertive and bullying versus actually helping a client. I don't know if if these guys sat in a meeting like us, in in one of our meetings, like we would sit in and ask them, what are their goals? What problems need to be solved? What's going on? I'm sure Mm -hmm. that they're not talking to clients that way. I think they're talking to clients more about, we will get you on page one of Google. Well, of course, that's the end goal for everybody. But you can't promise that that's, that's going to happen in a week, a month, two months, you mm-hmm. know, and, and they make these outlandish promises and sell people on, on a dream that just doesn't help anybody. And what happens is it ends up hurting the client and it ends up hurting the provider's reputation.
1: Yeah. I mean, Google, I I, I think it was last summer issued, you know, there, uh, some sort of memo, wasn't a memo, but for this conversation, that's fine. Um, you know, saying anybody who promises you any Google results, you know, Google doesn't promise results. Why would anybody promise you results?
0: Yeah, and I mean that's the key. Like overpromising, under-delivering, or flat out not delivering
1: based not delivering.
0: on you know what the scope of service is. So here are some things. Let's 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 not make this episode longer than what it needs to be. So what are three tips if you want to work with a marketing firm that you would tell anybody You know, and just
1: advise them on how to vet a company. First and foremost, look at the contract. What does it take to get out of it? You know, I know a lot of these, uh, a lot of the companies we're talking about, 18 months, two years, you know, 12 months long-term contracts and absolutely no wiggle room. You know, our experience with these companies is part of the reason that we have like a 30-day clause in our contracts. Give us a 30-day nod and you're out. You know, we don't want to see you go, but we also don't want to handcuff anybody to a marketing company that, you know, that they don't want to be with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a good point. Like, you know, if the contract is really so rigid, like that's like typically red flag number one, you know, number two would be what type of best practices do they adhere Mm -hmm. to? And mostly best practices
1: when it comes to reporting data. Yep. And I, you know, Another question that uh, you know, I so I guess I may have two more here, but uh, I I would look at their Better Business Bureau, their reviews, Glassdoor, see what the employees say about them, uh, and yep. <clears throat> you know, and in uh, final, ask them, try to trip them up, you know, hey, Google changes their algorithm quarterly. How do you deal with those changes?
0: Yeah, I mean, how do you handle changes? How do you handle change requests? How do you handle, uh, what's your turnaround time for support? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that, you know, what technology are you using? And the big one that I've I've noticed lately is everybody says that they're using some sort of proprietary technology. And it is, the audits that I've done are three for three, that they've used the same tools that we use, which are not proprietary,
1: which are readily available to the market. So, I mean, I think transparency really comes into play when choosing a provider for anything. It does. I think transparency,
0: ease of working, like ease of use type of situation, Mm -hmm. and also, what's their track record? What's their agency track record? What have they done for other people? You know, Mm -hmm. I know that not all results are going to be the same, but at the same time, you know, results can be typical. You know, based on the strategy. You know, also the one thing that I would say to really look out for is is the strategy that they want that they're performing for you unique to you. Or is it something that they use for everybody within your vertical? Because if they use, they do the same thing for everybody within your vertical, you've lost all your competitive edge.
1: Yeah, and in fact, I mean, you might be competing with somebody down the street with the same vertical, you know, driving up your own costs on each other with the same tactics. Yeah.
0: so I guess in closing, you know, one thing I would say is proceed with caution. You get what you pay for. Vet everybody. Be I'm always uh, skeptically optimistic. It's my new new term. I'm skeptically optimistic. You know, when it comes to somebody, you know, providers
1: that they can, you know, what they're actually going to do for me. So what are your closing thoughts here, Kev? I mean, ask questions. Don't be, don't be afraid to, you know, ask questions and, you know, actually get the attention you feel like you want from a provider before getting in that contract.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, Again, it, you're going to get what you pay for. And that and that also includes, that doesn't also include deliverables. That also re, re includes attention and account detail. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: hey, good to be back behind the mic with you here. It really is. It here is. we are kicking off 2020.
1: New, uh, you know, new hundred episodes, new decade, new year. How
0: about that? It, it's, it's funny that, you know, our 101st episode is the first month of the new decade. I mean, I wish we could say that we plan it that way, but definitely not. A lot of exciting things happening at Trinity. We're going to have some product launches probably coming up closer to Q2 that we're going to be talking about. I think that this season we're going to be, we're going to work hard to get a lot of, a lot of guests. You know, people will seem to love our guest episodes. And if you have any suggestions, feel free to reach out to Kevin or myself. You can get us at info at trinitywebmedia.com. You can also get this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you get any of your podcasts. So we're just going to keep making these podcasts and having these conversations. So until next time, Kev, I will talk to you soon.
1: Thank you, Greg, and thanks everybody for listening.